Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is Wednesday, September 6th. Week one is in the books. We are the Take for Take podcast. I am Austin. With me is Trent. Gage is traveling tonight. He is not with us. Trent, how we doing, brother? Austin, how we doing, buddy? Uh, great. Great week one. Uh, I think headlined by Colorado. I'm sure not to get into your tees here, but that's what everybody's talking about. So, um, I couldn't be happier that football is back, man. Football's so bad, dude. College football did not disappoint at all this week. Uh, let's not waste any time. Before we get into prime time in the Buffaloes, let's uh, let's talk about this most recent game. Duke hosting Clemson. Just bullied Dabo Sweeney and the boys. Um, my sister works down at Duke University. Shout out, Karina. We were talking um, about a week ago. Just bullshitting on FaceTime, talking about if Duke's going to be any good this year. And I'm not going to, like, toot my own horn, but I said watch out for Riley Leonard. Kid's stud. He's been there a while. Kick and ball. He fucking carried Duke to a win last night. Absolutely bullied that Clemson defense. You're right. Um, That was a really impressive win. and It really was. You know, Duke, Duke is definitely on the up, so I don't want to take away from them from what they did, but I think the story here is more about Clemson and, and Dabo and the um, it brings me great, great pleasure to see Dabo <laughs> in this position. I'm sure you're you're feeling the same way. I, I, I am, yes. Because I was I was locked into that game and he was there they kept for some reason they kept showing him on the sidelines and at one point Lubnick completely uh, ignored him on a high five after a turnover. He was he he looked like Urban Meyer like in his last couple of years at Ohio State and Florida, just completely stressed out, completely didn't want to be there, and um, be happier, frankly. So yeah, I I watched uh, majority of the first half, bits and pieces in the second half. I was able to catch the uh, the end of the game, kind of when it was. Um, kind of like all done and tied up but uh this dude i mean clemson just looked horrible dude i mean Klubnik 40 or 27 to 43 200 yards one and one in terms of touchdowns and interceptions i mean will shipley going into this year us included everybody kind of talked about will shipley being the vocal point of that offense really kind of being the only big name guy there i mean he rushed for over 100 yards and he had six catches. I mean, just they looked – they just looked bad on offense. I, I mean, their defense played well too, which is which. 28-7 to isn't indicative of how well Clemson's defense played. It's just Duke and Riley Leonard made plays at, at important times of that game to kind of take charge. Yeah, and uh, the funny thing is that Clemson – you know, if you watch the game, you could see it too. They were they were moving the ball down the field. They just couldn't capitalize. They could have. They got it. I think. I don't think they punted in the second half. But they didn't score any points. No. Yeah. You. That's a point I was going to make next. Like seven yeah. possessions in the second half, missed field goal, two fumbles, an interception, and a two turnover on downs. Like they hit. I was. <laughs> it was unreal. It was, and and I. You know, on our preview show, I had Clemson winning the ACC. I was high on them. And that was 
So obviously I regret that pick now, but I was under the impression that Garrett Riley was going to have more control over this offense. Dude, and he called a horrible game. Well, well, I, I don't know if you missed this, but before, right before the game, they asked Dabo about like, oh, like, you know, are you? I, I don't know what the specific question was, but it was something along the lines of, um, you know, how are you feeling with Garrett Riley like taking the reins as a play caller, and he, and Dabo like stopped the reporter and was like, well, it's going to be a collaborative effort, like. You know, Damn. He's gonna have input. We're gonna have input, and um, that's a bad omen. Because I, I mean, they should. Dabo doesn't know offensive football. I mean, he he lucked into two of the best college quarterbacks ever. Um, so, I mean, I I just think Dabo is over his skis at this point. He's too he's too stuck in his old ways. He's too old man yells at cloud. Um, but like I said, I'm here for it be happier yeah um i cannot be more happy to see clemson lose clemson's is up there right underneath um michigan in terms of just having pure joy watching them lose like i don't want to see anybody lose more than michigan and clemson and uh we were talking a little bit off camera i know i had the same game parlay cooked up that had a clemson money line in it but um I was going back and forth between Clemson money line and Duke with the uh, fourteen or thirteen and a half. I think is what it closed at. But I mean, I'm not lo- I'm not mad about losing that bet, man. I mean, Cle- or, I I am okay with with making that small donation to Fanduel for a Clemson loss. I, I feel the same way, man. I feel the same way. And what's that stood out to me? Um, and we can move on, but they have no playmakers uh, besides Shipley they on don't, offense. Dude. They really don't. It's really, it's really sad to see, and they're going to win a lot of games because the conference isn't very good. But um, you know, before the season, I, you guys had were on Florida State, and I was on Clemson to win the the uh, conference. And now um, I'd like to formally switch that pick because <laughs> you hop it on. Just, is that a? It's not a week one overreaction in my opinion. I don't think that, it's an overreaction at all. Of offense and football there. No, it's not over action we all, brother. We you can you can absolutely absolutely hop on the uh the FSU bandwagon. There's plenty of room for you. I love it, man. I need a win after this weekend. I'm sure we'll get into our our plays and I have a bone to pick with uh <laughs> with one of them. But uh it was a really really bad weekend for me at least on the on the take for take Twitter. I I did okay in real life. Um I was on uh I was one, I was on Duke in the under in this game, so that that cashed. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about my plays. But it, it was bad. I'm, yeah, I, let's. I'm uh, sorry to everyone that tailed up. <laughs> let's uh, let's just do it. Let's dive into it now. I wanted to start with that, but I kind of got too excited with um, wanting to talk Clemson loss. But uh, I'll start. I mean, my weekend, I was so I gave out five picks on on last week's pod. Um, well, technically, I gave out two, but then three uh, were up on Twitter. Swept those five and zero, three and zero on the graphic. Um, cash the other two plays. I went five and six on the weekend. I did kind of dabble a little bit after, like Saturday morning rolled around, and there's a couple couple plays that I liked that ended up losing. But um, but yeah, I mean, I gave out Utah minus four and a half on Thursday. That cashed easily. Penn State. Minus twenty and a half. I know you had you had West Virginia's 
team total under, which is a horrible yeah, beat. I, I'm going to talk about that, but yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, we let's dive into it right now. I mean, Penn State 20 and a half was an absolute sweat. They went up big. I forget what the score was late in the fourth, but I kind of turned it off, and I was kind of watching the game cast, and West Virginia just kept driving and kept driving and kept driving. So I finally turned the game back on, and they were inside the 10. I was like, fuck me, here it comes. The backdoor cover. But uh, but yeah, obviously West Virginia scored. Penn State scored a meaning- meaningless touchdown with like four seconds left. The cover shout twenty and a half. Franklin. Yeah, shout out James Franklin. Never play till the whistle's blown, man, or till triple zeros hit the clock. Fucking love that. But yeah, uh, fourteen and a half on West Virginia's team total under is what you were on. The uh, the, the yeah. floor is yours. Oh, <laughs> well, I was on uh, again. Well, about the graphic i was on penn state as well 20 and a half um as as you were so i, I got a nice play there but it's in terms of what we tweeted out uh i went zero and four and it was headlined by that west virginia team total under 14 and a half um west virginia was kind of running the ball on him but penn state was was really they couldn't really throw on him penn state was good defense the whole game they have studs uh, up and down that roster and uh they had seven points going into drive, and th- there's so much to say with that. Like, if I would have told you I have under 14 and a half, West Virginia only scores two times, and somehow I lose the bet. I know. What are the it's, odds of that? Yeah, it doesn't sound what right. What are the odds? And then, so I, I was chilling, because I'm comfortable. I'm, uh, I'm chilling watching the game. I'm like, oh, I'm good, even if they score a touchdown, like, you know. I'm still going to cover by a half point. That's why the 14 and a half is nice. That's why the line set at 14 and a half. So you get that two touchdown protection. Right. And then I was kind of like looking at the scoreboard a little more and I was doing the math and I'm like, I mean, Penn State has 31 points. <laughs> if they had any other total, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. But the fact they had 31, I, I knew if they scored a touchdown, they would go for two to try to cut it to 16 to try to cut it to two possessions that point i'm like they're gonna score a fucking touchdown i already know it and i know they're gonna go for two and sure enough they score a touchdown for two and to add insult to injury did you see the two-point conversion play they had i did not i turned the game back on when uh penn state got the ball yep so i'm i'm hanging by a fucking thread here on (laughs) two-point conversion and they come out and they do like the they do like the ring around the rosy huddle where they're like jumping around in circles yeah like bro you're down you're down 17 points. You're down 18 points. What are you doing? Right. And they did the thing where they're not in a huddle. They're just, like, doing the little Kansas City Chiefs huddle, Mahomes. They run to the line, and they get everybody moving to the right, and they do a little uh, like shovel pass inside to, like, the backside tight end, I think. Oh, no. And he got hit, set up, and then powered through, got the two-point conversion by a dick hair. Bust. That's so, so tough, dude. Uh, That's so I turned tough. turned the TV off. I didn't watch the end of the North Carolina game. I went to bed. I was pissed. Um, and that was just one of my losses for the for the graphic. The other three was uh, – I'll, I'll go through them really quickly. Minnesota, <laughs> Nebraska, that was on Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday. Thursday night, yeah. I had the over 42.5. I thought Minnesota was going to be able to move the ball. And, and um, actually, you know, P.J. Fleck would, would dial up a good offense. Mistaken. Uh that, that was just classic Big Ten football. Finished, what, 13 to 10? Something like that. 13 to 10 was the final. Yeah, so not even close. 
Uh, I had Purdue minus three and a half. And I they told y'all, dude. I fucking told y'all. Yeah, you did. You're on Fresno. Shout out to you, but um, yeah, they, their defense is pretty bad. Hudson Card made a lot of mistakes. I was hyping him on the last pod, so he might not be it. Um, so that sucks. And I jumped on Middle Tennessee against Alabama. I thought Alabama would kind of just run the ball and, and bleed the clock. Joe Milton looked like a fucking Heisman winner. And uh, you mean Jalen Milrow? Jalen uh, Milrow, Milrow, yes. I'm sorry. Who did, who did I just say? Yeah, he started running out. Um, so, going four. Um, so that that's not good. So I'll, I'll bounce back next week. So yeah, um, bad. yeah. I mean, Penn State minus twenty and a half. We just talked out on Fresno. Uh, my boys, man, up in Spokane. Uh, Washington or Washington covered the over. Washington Boise State covered the over fifty eight and a half with ease. I was also dabbled in West Virginia minus fourteen and a half. I didn't give that one out, but I did end up playing that. That covered that cash pretty easily. Um, and then this one will kind of bridge our way into this next game. I want to talk about the uh, played the over in Florida State and LSU on Sunday night. I got that over at fifty five and a half. Um, Outside of the Penn State minus 20 and a half, that was my favorite play of the entire weekend. Um, Gambling-wise, betting-wise, it was absolutely a sweat. Um, They scored two garbage-time touchdowns late in the game, so it ended up covering pretty easily. But in real time, it was absolutely a sweat. But holy fuck, dude. I don't... I've heard... Like, I've, I've seen reports... And reviews that saying that it was more so LSU looking bad. But, dude, Jordan Travis in that Florida State offense is fucking for real. Like, they are legit. Sick. I mean, Keon Coleman, who came over from Michigan State. Dog. I mean, he he looks like like fucking Randy Moss out there. (laughs) Like, he was was just. Bowling and sunning all the uh, LSU DBs. Um, their other kid. What's what's their other kid name? Johnny Tall Wilson, one. big boy, fucking Johnny Wilson. six. I'm about to pull it up, but I think he's six eight two forty, six seven two thirty seven. <laughs> yeah, but, he just looks like a fucking mountain of a man out there. Yeah, and he's got some drop issues, but um, he's electric with the ball in his hand, and he's such a big target for Jordan Travis. Trey Benson, their running back, is a stud. I mean, that dude never goes down after first contact. No, it was fun watching you him guys run. Were, yeah, you guys were all over Jared Verse um, on defense. He looked like a, a man, man amongst boys out there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Florida State's legit. I underrated them. But I don't like to overreact to week one. But I think um, you can't watch that game. You can't watch the Florida State game and then the Clemson game. And, you know. You can't come away from that and say LSU's the better team. Or, I'm sorry, the uh, Clemson's the better team. You can't draw that conclusion. No. Um, I don't think there's th- – this Florida State team, I think, is not an overreaction to week one. I, th- I think they are just that good. I mean, they're insane, dude. I mean, you just you touched on Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson. I mean, Coleman had 122 yards and three touchdowns. Johnny Wilson had – 
104 yards, but he was two drops away from 150 plus. Like they they bullied that LSU secondary. Um, Jaden Daniels kind of had to play Superman all game. Um, who was it? Uh, Brian Thomas, the receiver for LSU. I mean, 140 yards, but it was like 60 or 70 of that came on that final touchdown of the game. But I mean, they just. Florida State dominated every facet of this football game. Like, it was LSU in the second half. LSU played them. LSU did handle the second half or first half relatively well. LSU in the first half, in the the first half, they were getting pressure almost every play. Like, their D line was was imposing their will. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they just ran out of gas. They're not, I know they're pretty thin uh, in terms of their depth. Yeah. Be my guess. First game, it's probably really hot. I'm sure they just ran out of gas, but they were they were getting pressure and they looked like animals uh, up front in the first half. Well, offensively, though, uh, they they, just can't. they got two two first and goals or two first and goal. What am I trying to say? They got goal to go on two different drives and got stuffed, like no points. And I mean, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, you take the points, you know, the momentum switches and. You know, maybe the defense steps up a little bit more. You know, you never know. But, like, not getting any points on those drives turned out to be massive. Yeah. And I, I thought I thought LSU, you know, I thought they kind of quit, too. I really yeah. enjoyed watching the end of that game where Florida State was just 100%. pushing them around. And even that last Florida State touchdown, it just trucked the DB and dude, dude looked like he didn't want to be yeah. there. Yeah, I mean um, that was that was another game where like you're sweating that over, and it had absolutely no point or no reason to hit like Florida State. That last drive was just yard like chipping away, and they got inside the five with what was like a minute left, and everybody just assumed that they would kneel it out, but they said "fuck that, we're gonna fucking score," <laughs> and it just yeah, it had it had a really good it had a it had a similar feeling to the game last night the the LSU game I'm sorry the uh, Clemson game the Clemson Duke game yeah um, but I think Florida State's a lot more of a well po- opponent than they, or yeah, or than uh, Duke I'm sorry so uh, you know to say to say I think LSU is going to be okay um, some wins coming up Grambling next week, Mississippi State, Arkansas, and then they go at Old Miss. So um, I think they still have a lot of talent, and they're going to have a good season. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. But, but I think um, it's safe to say Florida State's a better team at this point. Yeah, Florida State's legit, and doing what they did on that kind of stage kind of cemented them, in my opinion, as as the best team in the ACC, and arguably one of the best teams in college football. Like they're they're for real. But um, yeah. I want to I want to talk about another game. The the Car- the Battle of Carolina, the Duke's Mayo Classic. Um, it's a game that we previewed. We talked about a lot actually uh, last week. Um, I was I liked the over in that game. Ended up not playing it. Um, thank God because it didn't hit. But fucking Florida State or uh, North Carolina, dude, domination. We were, I think we were, I think we owed them an apology in terms of we do hundred percent their roster because their defensive line that game, I mean they look like 
the fucking 49ers or something. How many sacks do they have? Do they have like eight sacks? I'm, pu- I'm pulling it up right now. It, it was a lot, dude. Like, guess <laughs> how many? Guess um, <laughs> how many team rushing yards Carolina had? South Carolina, I'm going to say. Yeah. It couldn't have been any more than forty or fifty. Negative two. Holy fuck! Now that they count, they count sacks against. Oh, okay. Well, that's stupid. Yeah, I forgot about that. But still, they had negative two total rushing yards. That's insane. Um, I'm trying to find the sacks. I want to see how many they had defensively. But um, they they look like a. It didn't, you know. I kind of expected, and we talked about this on the pod. Like it, it might just be Drake May trying to carry this team, and you know, I know South Carolina isn't the best competition, but to hold them to seventeen po- points to have to disrupt their offensive line like that, um, yeah, and they got some talent. That I think we underrated their team. Yeah, we did. We absolutely did. I mean, British book, British book, Brooks. Excuse me, running back for Carolina went over a hundred yards. I mean, Omarion Hampton had two rushing touchdowns. Like, Drake May didn't play the best game of his life, but he still had 270 yards and two touchdowns. Like, North Carolina looked good, man. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, you said it. Like, I, none of us were high on this Carolina team. I was high on Drake May, but, I mean, this team looked really good, man. Their defense played fucking lights out. They shut Spencer Rattler down. I mean, that he had 350 yards, but... How many of those were late in the game? This game's already over garbage time. Yeah, and I just looked it up. Nine sacks. Nine sacks on the game. So that was the second That's most insane. in North Carolina history since 2000. Um, yeah. since they, and that's actually since they began tracking the stat. Uh, so it could be longer. Sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think you know, we were talking about the ACC and what that, what that looks like. Is it a stretch to say that North Carolina is a better team than Clemson? Um, no. No, I, mean, I don't think so. I mean, I'm trying not to overreact. I keep, I keep having to remind myself that. But, but I mean, we have one. If, if North Carolina would have won this game like 48-45, and feel, I, I probably wouldn't feel that way. But the fact that they did this with their defense and their D line. Drake, like you said, Drake might didn't even play, but he's, you know, the, the, to his potential. I think that they're right up there with, uh, and you know, Florida State's a clear one in that conference. I think I don't see why North Carolina can't be above Clemson at this point. No, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. Is it is it a little bit of a Clemson hatred or bias against coming out? I, I mean, sure, but. I mean, we. I mean, we out of, looking at a one-game sample size. Carolina is is obviously the better team. Now, in, in a month from now, things kind of may sway, but I don't think it's an overreaction at all right now to say that Carolina is the better team. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. Um, probably burying the lead. What game that uh, we haven't talked about yet? As um, you know, every, everywhere you're, you're, you watch and listen, um, wherever you're, you know, getting your news, your sports media from, 
this has kind of been the dominant story the last couple couple days and we haven't touched on it yet so i don't know if you want to cue us up for that you talking uh dion and the boys i am let's do it man i was i was i was gonna hold off on them as long as possible but i mean we we, we have to uh, we're gonna talk talk about ohio state and that's a little bit of a sore subject right now so i i would like to transition into uh colorado and uh tcu Colorado's for real, dude. Like they are. <laughs> hey, for I, I had real. a really, I had a really tough weekend, um, but I was on Colorado. It's one of the, one of the, the bets I, I did hit. Yeah. Um, Shout out Gage, by the way. Uh, he, I know he's not here, but snagged him eight hundred plus eight hundred on the money line. Money line. line. Money line. Snagged play. him. Sniped him. What a man. play by Gagers. And uh, he he texted us in our group chat, and I was like, holy fuck. And he he sent me the slip when the game was over, man. But dude, Shador dude, Sanders, I to. they are so fucking good. Like, is it an overreaction? Sure, I don't fucking care. But dude, they like, I don't care. This team is for I real, dog. I think it's an overreaction. Overreaction to say the team is for real. I don't yeah. think it's an overreaction to say the offense is. Okay, for real. fair point. Fair point. I think yes. the offense is legit. Uh, maybe not as. You know, I'm going to say they're not going to be as good as they were this week because uh, I don't think TCU's defense is very good. But they still have, like Colorado, they're, TCU kind of fucked up that game, in my opinion. They should have just ran the ball down their throat. Every time they ran the ball up the middle, they got yards. Dude, um, 260 and yards on four, the ground. Yeah, they were, and they weren't getting touched for four yards. Right. So they, they try to get too cute. Um. And, and try to test their secondary, which is the strength of their team defense, Colorado's defense. And dude, that was such a fun game. That I mean, that, dude, I like. Dude. It's hard not to root for Buffalo. And it's not like I'm like a huge Dion guy. Like I'm pretty down the middle on him. I know you're a bigger Dion guy than I am, but I don't have anything against the man. But I found myself pulling for. Buffaloes and it was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was so fun was to watch. So yeah, I am. Um, I'm not the biggest Dion guy by by any stretch of imagination, but I, I when he got hired and all the social media kind of started popping off over there, that's kind of when I started la- not latching on, but like paying more attention than I would given anybody else, and, and just watching what they've like, just the transformation they've gone through in the off season is fucking awesome to see. And they, I mean, they came out the fucking crispy white and gold unis. Like, they looked clean. Shador had had prime times cleats on. Like, they like they had that. You just you could just tell that like they had the juice. They looked fucking awesome. Shador Sanders played awesome. Five hundred yards and four touchdowns. Travis Hunter's most versatile player in college football played over one hundred and twenty snaps. One hundred and nineteen yards receiving. Eleven. Or um, I'm sorry, three tackles and an interception. A fucking sick interception at that. Like, this yeah, I don't. I don't know why everyone was freaking out. Freaking out about that. I did that shit in high school. So yeah. you guys check out my huddle. And uh, I was basically Travis Hunter, circa 2015. So I don't. I don't really get the hype there. No, yeah. I'm just, I'm just I want to like. I want to laugh at that, but I also want to smack you in the face. For... Hey man. Let me let me put a highlight tape together because I was kind of a dog in, in high school. <laughs> um, 
but that's for a different show. But they, um, they look good. Uh, man. Shout out Denzel Ward, my son. But anyway, now in all seriousness, Travis Hunter, um, like a star. They have other stars on the on the roster. Dude, Dylan uh, Edwards. No one's even talking about Dylan, Dylan Edwards. Edwards. True freshman. 130 yards, and three touchdowns. It's just a, like it's crazy to see like even. Dude, they had four receivers. Like, like, I'm sorry. I, I, I I'm just. Gonna, they have four receivers over over 100 yards. Right. And and I wanna I wanna pump the brakes a little bit because TCU. I was pretty low on TCU. I didn't think. I think the only reason they were ranked is because they made the championship game last year. They lost 11 players to the NFL, and um, quarterback is significantly worse than um, what's the kid's name? I always forget. He's on the Chargers now. Duggan, Max Duggan. Duggan, Max Duggan. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty low on TCU, but yeah, dude, Colorado is so much fun. I'm really looking forward. They played Nebraska. Uh, next week, big yeah. noon Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be must watch again. So um, you, you can't help but but pull for the Buffaloes. No, I mean, and by the way, um, our, I'm already on this line. Colorado's minus two and a half still against Nebraska at home. I sniped them, not sniped them, but I took them Sunday night when lines came out, and I got them at um, minus one hundred five. Currently minus one twenty. Minus two and a half. That I'm, I'm going to say it now. We're going to we'll get into our picks on Thursday, but uh, this is my, my my one of my best bets of the week. But if you were if you were real sharp, you'd have got them when they were uh, plus a half. What was it? Se- game. Seven and a half. Is that, yeah. I think they I think they were up to ten. I swear I saw ten and a half somewhere. Really? Nebraska was here by ten and a half. I'm not that big of a um, sharp. I'm just. <laughs> but uh. But yeah, I, man. They I, look... Dude, I thought about playing it because I'm like, I actually did look at that line. I looked at the line before, and it was ten and a half. I was like, dude, like, th- and this was after Nebraska lost and looked pretty shaky on offense. I'm like, I, I don't think, I didn't think Colorado was gonna get blown out. Thought it would be a good game. I'm like, why not just take this ten and a half? Like, the, plus twenty and a half was one of the easiest bets. Just talent for talent. Yeah. Like, I don't understand that. I never understood that line, and and I, like I said, I was probably lower on TCU than most. Line was yeah, so but I mean, I, should have put more I mean, obviously, I don't know the reasoning behind it, but I mean, obviously, huge tra- uh, turnover at Colorado. You, I mean, you touched on it. TCU's national champion runner-up at home. You know, they probably assumed the. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why that line was what it yeah, is. Yeah, but, but it's like, not like. You can say national championship runner-up, but it's not like they're the fucking you know Eagles. No, no, back. I get. I, no, you know I get. I mean, like they they lost eleven. It's college football. They lost the same team, not even close. They lost eleven players to the NFL, including right. their quarterback, lost a first-round receiver. Running I mean, back. they lost a lot of talent. Yeah, running back. Um, yeah, so I I just I just thought the line was out of whack, and I, I wish I had the balls that Gage did and took the money line because that was juicy. Yeah, um, I didn't play either. I mean, I wanted to play Colorado, but I didn't play anything. I just I wanted to enjoy watching that game, and holy fuck, I absolutely enjoyed watching that game. I'm so glad that that was a 12 o'clock game, like the first game of the day. Like, just get the juices flowing. That was so sick. Um, yeah, um, it was great. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, Travis Hunter is awesome. His Heisman stock, I think his odds. Let me let me pull it up. His current odds, but I know they, they he started at like plus eight thousand or something like that, and he is currently plus six thousand after one game. Um, yeah, I mean the the kid's unreal. But um, one thing I want to touch on. There's not much I want to talk about with this week one slate. I mean it was fucking awesome. But I mean, you got these two, the office these huge point totals. I mean, who was it? Fucking um, Oklahoma put up seventy three to nothing. Ole Miss put up seventy three. Cal put up fifty plus after having one of the worst offenses in college football last year. Um, there's another team that won. Our Heisman picks, our Heisman picks look really good, Austin. That's what I. That's what I wanted to dive into. I mean, Bo Nix. Say what you want, playing against what was it, Portland State, but I mean, 500. What was it? Or no, he only had 280 yards, three touchdowns, but he got pulled early. Yeah, he was chilling. Yeah, I mean, he had the first half. Caleb Williams. I mean, this is the these are Pac-12 quarterbacks, right? And I'm I'm gonna run through these. These are straight Pac-12 quarterbacks. They fucking balled out, dude. Talked about Shador Sanders, 500 yards, four touchdowns. My Heisman, Michael Penix, 450 yards and five touchdowns. Caleb Williams, 319 yards and five touchdowns. Just talked about Bo Nix and his three touchdowns. DJU out there in Oregon State, five touchdowns on Sunday. Like, And the kid from Washington State had, I'm about to put, what was it, 400-something yards and a bunch of touchdowns. Like, We talked in our preview about Pac-12 having the best quarterbacks in the country, and they fucking balled on Saturday and Sunday, dude. Yeah, and no Cam Rising. He hasn't even played yet. Exactly. And uh, what's his name? Um, His backup. Why am I blanking on his name? Um, Starts with a B. Is is it Bryce something? Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes. He he balled. I mean, his his numbers weren't crazy, but he played fucking awesome against Florida. Cameron Ward for Washington State, 450 yards and three touchdowns. Like, the Pac-12 showed out quarterback-wise this weekend. And, yeah, it, it, you and I are on uh, – all three of us, actually, Gage including, have – isn't he on? No, he took Marv, Marvin Harrison the win. But he, he loves Caleb Williams. I mean, I just – it was – quarterback play this weekend was, was really fucking fun. And uh, Caleb Williams did go down. He, what is he, plus 450 right now on the Heisman, which I think is just ludicrous. That's absurd, but it's also me talking, so. All right, we've, we've, we've delayed it long enough. Do you want to talk about the elephant in the room? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Ohio State's defense is fucking legit. <laughs> It is, dude. I, I told you guys that. I told you their defense was going to be fucking insane. Yeah. And I was worried about their offense. Um, but I even, again, not to overreact. I'm going to keep saying it. But, I was yes, I was worried about their offense. But I'm, I wasn't, I didn't expect it to be this bad. Okay. And so I, I thought that. I thought their O line was really bad. Yeah, their O line got dominated. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You you say your piece. I will. I won't interrupt you with this. Oh, you I say mean, your piece. You, I'll say mine. You're right. They're they're they got dominated by Indiana's front seven. 
and it looked a lot like most of last year where they they were allowing uh, pressure up the middle and um, they can't really zone block they can't reach to, to block anybody in their run game so it looks like a lot of times of faster linebackers will just cut through and and meet our running back four yards in the backfield so that really concerned me and it concerns me with Kyle McCord that he now it's his first game I have to you have to remember this like CJ Stroud wasn't good in his first game um he was on the road say what you want about Indiana like they were a big 10 opponent on the road um their defense was probably better than I gave it credit for but I thought that if he had any little bit of pressure, he panicked. He didn't look good. Yeah. Okay, when it was a clean pocket, and he could make step into a throw. But it concerns me that offensive performance concerned me, and I think Ryan Day did not. Ryan Day did a lot of things that we were praising him for not doing in the Georgia game, and I think sometimes he just coaches too tentative and scared. Um, and I get it. You have a young QB. You have a a, a new new O line, but I mean, you gotta push the ball downfield. We say it every fucking week, and let's just hope these are growing pains and they're they're gonna look a lot better because Notre Dame in three weeks, and if they played like that against Notre Dame, they're gonna lose point blank. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, you you pretty much touched on it, but. I don't think Kyle McCord looked terrible. Um, yes, the the offensive line was terrible, so that kind of forced him to to what looked like panic at times, like you said. But, I mean, 240 yards, 20 of 33, it's not horrible. Um, it helps when you have one of the best uh, safety blankets in college football in terms of Kate Stover, where, you know, if one of your receivers downfield – can't get open dump it down to him he's guaranteed five to six yards every time he touches the ball but it, it was the play calling dude it was the offensive line getting getting blown up on almost every snap and it was the play calling i mean it's just i don't i don't want to keep harping on on the same points you made but i mean you're right i mean ryan day did not coach his best game he coached very tentative very much like okay let's just run this out and go home with our win um Travion Henderson did not look good at all um it looked explosive but I think I think that 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 goes back to the offensive line not playing well um I mean mine Williams only had 27 yards trained him looked uh really good I mean he had 50 yards but like at, they couldn't get anything as a team moving in terms of running the football which then puts a lot of pressure on your quarterback to make these spectacular plays, and McCord just didn't do that. But I'm not. I, I'm one of the most one of the more optimistic, or I like to be optimistic when it comes to Ohio State, because there are going to be growing pains. I mean, Grinde announced um, Tuesday that in this Youngstown Youngstown State game this week that Devin Brown and McCord are pretty much going to split, and like they're going to play evenly to see you know there he's going to go based off of momentum is what i saw which i think is they need to do but credit to indiana man i mean they didn't win but they held 
some were saying one of the better offenses in the country to 23 points and two touchdowns. So, got to give credit where credit's due. Ohio State didn't play well. Indiana did. And that's it. Yeah. I, I think the, the – going back to your point about Travion Henderson, he's clearly the third running back on the team. I don't know about that. I, I think he is, man. And I, I'm tired of seeing him get carries up the middle. I think you can use him as, uh, you know, a passing option in the passing game. I, I like him on stretch plays, you know, because he can get in the open field. He can make up people's mi- people miss. But he just can't break tackles in the up the middle, and like you watch him take a take a you know a ball up the a gap, and then you watch mine Williams, and it's not even close. Well, yeah, and I mean, Ryan Day said after the game that Travion's our number one, and then you know we like to mix in the other guys. It's like, dude, I just, I just don't I don't see it with him, and I know he was hurt last year, but I I don't see it with him this year either, and. He's a he's a useful player in open space and he can catch the ball, but I don't want to see him running up the middle. I don't. Yeah, but I mean, you and got you got you got to think. I mean, this kid was a five star recruit two years ago. Had what was it sixteen hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns? You mentioned he got hurt last year. I mean, he he's the, he's the most explosive back Ohio State has. Arguably the most explosive player they have on their offense. Like. Whoa, 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 whoa. I said arguably. Slow. I said arguably. <laughs> Slow down there, partner. Slow but down. In, in the open field, there's not many guys on Ohio State's offense. I'd rather have the ball than Travion Henderson, uh, if I'm being. That's what, okay, that's what, that's what I'm saying, though. Get him in positions to succeed. Get him right, in the so it's field. more so, exactly. So it's more so on the play calling than it is Travion Henderson not being a good, or not being as good as we think. I think Travion Henderson's a good player, like a good offensive weapon, but I don't think he's someone that should be getting the bulk of the carries offense, especially if you're going to give him the ball up in the middle, especially if you're giving him goal line work, especially if you're going to give him uh, short yardage work. Because that dude, like, once he hits first contact, he's not going anywhere. He doesn't even fall forward. He yeah. just falls. He just falls straight down. He doesn't He doesn't keep moving his legs. Mine Williams should be there. Anytime you're up the middle, it should be Mine Williams. Um, you know, you can mix in Travion. I just don't think he should be the clear-cut one. And then really quick on your Ryan Day point, and, you know, obviously this is a hot-button topic, and if you're plugged into Ohio State and Ohio State Twitter, by the way, Ohio State Twitter is just eh. I thought Brown's Twitter was bad, man. And we're <laughs> going to talk about the AFC North in a minute, but Jesus. Dude, Ohio State fans are – or Ohio State Twitter is, is unbelievable. It's bonkers. I stay it's off like, of it. <laughs> like it, it's that bad. I'm gonna start, dude, because it's like, it, I don't, I don't even want to touch on it. Like, if you know, you know, it's bad. But Ryan Day, like, the, the the most frustrating thing about Ryan Day is it's not like, like he doesn't know what to do. It's not like he he hasn't shown before that he how to call. Like he knows how to call. He's shown before that he's a great play caller. It's like it's like if Steph Curry like wouldn't shoot threes. That that's that's my analogy. Like, how so? Please elaborate, time. please. Yeah. So my point is, like Ryan Day has shown the ability to be a great play caller when he's aggressive, when he's dialing up deep routes down the field, and that's shown, proven 
to he's proven to be one of the elite play callers in college football and in the sport. I mean, this guy is on NFL teams' radars. Like, there's been rumors about him for numerous head coaching jobs in the NFL, or at least those teams interview him. Um, so he has, like, he's one of the brightest offensive minds in football. But he doesn't do he, half the time. He doesn't do it. It's like if Steph Curry only shot like three threes a game. Like he's the best in the world. Not saying Ryan Day is as good as Steph Curry, but Steph Curry's the best in the world at shooting threes. If you're if you're just taking mid range jumpers the whole game, are you really tapping into your skill set? Right. So it's like watching Ryan Day, and it's almost like he 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 tries to I don't know. Like he's just trying to like. I, I don't know. I, we've done enough Ryan Day rants at this point, but it's frustrating. It's frustrating to watch, and and they figure it out. And it seems like he always does figure it out, but it, it, should, it takes him too long. Yeah. No, I've I mean, said this before, but if I can figure it out, I'm sitting there on the fucking couch, and I can figure it out. <laughs> he should be able to fucking figure it out. And if he knows it and he's not doing it, I don't know what to say. I'm fucking getting mad. We won by 20. <laughs> There, there, there's some point. There are some times where I can't tell if you fucking love Ronde or if you despise the man. Yeah, I don't know. There's no middle Dude, ground. I love, I, I love him when he's doing the right thing. I think uh, I'm done. I've said enough. Let's fucking move on. Let's move on. He he Let's didn't coach on. his it's best game. Indiana week one. Bottom line. Exactly. Let it go, bro. Let it go. That's why I hate Ohio State Twitter. You can't. You can't dive into that rabbit hole, dude, because you dive down there after a game like that, you ain't ever getting out. Like, I know, I gotta stay off. I got, I gotta stay off. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, week week one college football was fucking awesome. Um, we got some good matchups in week two. We're gonna dive. Uh, we'll talk about those later on in the week, uh, probably tomorrow. But let's move on, man. I mean, college football—it's so fucking back. We've said that a million times, but it's true. But let's transition to another Ohio team, Cleveland Browns in the AFC North and Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Sorry. Shout out my Bengals fans. The the, the divisional or final divisional preview, the, the most anticipated one, I'm not trying to gas it up. Just every week we put these out and it's, hey, where's the AFC North? Hey, where's the AFC North? We're saving it for last for a reason. It's the best division in football, the f- top to bottom, offense, defensively, the best division in football, and it's not even close. I will not hear any other debate. Best quarter, I mean, some of the best, two of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like it's, it, it's a fucking awesome division. Before we dive into each of these teams individually, as our Brown fan, Browns fan. Would you like to say anything on the AFC North? Um, I think that what you said is all true. I mean, that this is as loaded as, as I can remember being a Browns fan growing up 26 years of life. I don't think we've, we've ever seen the division this stacked. Quarterback play, you said two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and if you went back three years, you'd have three of the best quarterbacks the NFL so um, you know Kenny Pickett is is a young ascending player so I mean they're 
stacked rosters, stacked quarterbacks, stacked position groups. Um, that's going to be the most competitive division and division in football, in my opinion. So every every game is going to be a gruel, grueling battle. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am too. And um, as always, if you've been tagging along, we're going to touch on win totals. It's really we're going to preview each each four teams and uh, talk about win totals. We're not going to give any division winners or any or anything like that. We're going to save that for uh, our next episode. But let's start in Pittsburgh. You touched on Kenny Pickett a little bit, the youngest quarterback in the or youngest starting quarterback in the division. Steelers over on their own wins right now is set at eight and a half at minus one fifty. They do have the seventh easiest schedule in the league this year. Um, they made some decent moves in the offseason. Uh, brought in a bunch of veteran guys. Uh, Patrick Peterson, um, Ogunjobi on the defensive line. They drafted really well. Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Joey Porter Jr. Keanu Benton. Darnell Washington out of Georgia. Like, this team's good, man. On paper, this team is one of the better young teams in football. And they got one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yeah. We, we just stay. Do you want to go now? <laughs> do you want to go now? Yeah, uh, dude, you're right. I mean, as, as much as it pains me to say, they they were looking bleak for a couple of years and um, post-Ben, even at the end of Big Ben's career, but now they will have the same um, excellent head coach in Mike Tomlin. Like I said, an ascending rookie quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Um, their roster is really good. I mean, I think George Pickens has the chance to be really good. I think he breaks you know, out he, this he year. He reminds me. What'd you say? I'm sorry. I think he breaks out this year. I mean, he kind of reminds me of like a, a Mike Williams. Uh, you just kind of throw it up to him, and you can trust that he's going to win. Uh, his his like uh, catch rate in uh, contested situations last year was like I think it was like eighty percent, which is just bonkers. Yeah, that's crazy. The average is like forty. Um, so he's he's stupid good uh, in that in those situations. Um, their defense is really good. I mean, we know about T.J. Watt. Know about Cam Hayward, um, Alex Highsmith really broke out last year. Had double-digit sacks. Um, they added to their secondary with Joey Porter Jr. You mentioned Patrick Peterson. I do think that uh, he's kind of washed, but if I feel like the Steelers kind of, you he, know, they they had Joe Hayden at the end of their career. I think they can they can kind of pave out a good role for him. And he's a good guy to have. Player for them. Yeah, he's really smart. Obviously, he's been around the game forever. He, he's still uh, he's still going to be a good player in that secondary, especially when you have Minka Fitzpatrick, who's probably the best safety in the league, right? Back far. So, um, the concerns would be their offensive line. You said they did add Broderick Jones, um, the sliding at left tackle, but the rest of the, the rest of their offensive line is still pretty bad. And um, I have questions about. Their offensive coordinator Matt Canada, um, not really. He seems like he's still running like Big Ben's offense. There's not a lot of creativity to it. But those are the two two things that could hold the team back. But other than that, I mean, it's hard, it's hard to bet against Mike Tomlin. Obviously, the dude 
he's never had a losing record. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. What's the number? Eight and a half? Number's eight and a half, but it's a little juiced. It's uh, minus 150. Um, I'm on the over. I mean, looking at their schedule right now, I, t- I mentioned that they have the seventh easiest in the league. I mean, they start off against San Francisco, which the line t- is crazy. Like, it's, I think it's less than a field goal, but I mean, you get Vegas, Houston, the Rams, Tennessee, like, Arizona's on there. Like, they have very winnable games. You mentioned that Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season in his career. Um, I know it's juiced at minus 150, so I may not um, play it gambling-wise, but I, I think that's a pretty safe bet if you if you were t- willing to, to lay that juice. I do like them to get over eight and a half wins. Yeah. I think I'm going to go under, but... I think I'm gonna go that they they tie and they go eight 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 and one. So he still has the, uh, <laughs> the record for the non losing <laughs> record. Never going below five hundred. Yeah. So that's gonna be my out. But um, you know minus one fifty for the over. So you're getting the under plus money. I don't hate that just because of the division. And like I said, obviously the questions that I brought up earlier about their play calling the line. So. If they run a different division, if they're in the NFC, I think this number could be nine and a half, maybe even uh, creep up to ten. But half within this division, I'll go under with the plus money. I don't hate that. We'll uh, we'll tweet out gauges. I don't think he's uh, he's gotten back to us yet. But um, but yeah, man. I mean, the pitch, pitch, Pittsburgh's got a solid team. I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what they do. But let's uh. We're not gonna talk, but not talk about the Brownies yet. Let's move into Baltimore. Jim Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson. Um, I'll let you 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 take point on this team because I, I have some things to say. But their win total right now is set at ten and a half at plus money. The floor is yours, Trent. Yep, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I think that they're gonna be really good. <laughs> their offense is going to be really good. Um, I think their their rushing attack, even you know, obviously they they brought in uh, Todd Munkin, um, who was at Georgia, Georgia last yeah. year. Yeah, and um, he's been around the NFL forever. He's they're going to have a completely different offense. Their um, their receiving core is is really um, upgraded with Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Zay Flowers, who looks like a really good player that they got in in, in the middle of the first round this year. Uh, Rashad Bateman, if he can ever stay healthy, is going to be really good. Uh, so, um, I mean, I think their offense is going to be really good. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. I think J.K. Dobbins is finally um, fully healthy from his his really bad knee injury a couple years ago. To have a big year, I would draft him in fantasy. A little fantasy advice for you guys. I'm not, I'm not just saying that because I have him in, in a couple leagues. but <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, their O-line, yeah, their O-line should be really good too. Yeah, I mean, so. I love this team, dude. I, I, I really like I really like this Ravens team. Um, they can stay healthy. I think they're going to have a pretty special year. I'm not going to give anything away, but... I think this team's really good. I do like them over 10.5 wins. Getting that at plus money, 
I think is a steal. I think I can easily see them winning 11 games. I mean, Lamar, they just made Lamar the richest quarterback annually in the NFL. I mean, you touched on OBJ, Zay Flowers. I, I'm high, super high on Zay Flowers. Um, a lot of people have heard me talk about him. I think he has is a candidate to win Rookie of the Year or Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. Um, I do have a couple future uh, season-long props on him that I really like. It seemed good, man. I mean, they they just brought in um, oh my god, why am I blanking on his name? Was it Clowney? They just signed Clowney to make that defense even better. I mean, they got their linebackers are disgusting. I mean, Roquan Smith, Patrick Queen. I mean, Malik Harrison in the middle is even a run stuff. Like this, this team's really fucking good, dude. They're like really good. Um. Yeah, I, I think. I think this, sorry, go ahead. I was just gonna say, um, the the holes in the team would be, I think their their D line um, have like a dominant sack guy, so I worry about them getting you know after the pressure. I know they're getting a kid from Michigan, a, a Javo back this year. He played at the end of last year, I think. Correct. Um, Am I tripping? He, no. did, did, didn't they sign um, Clowney? Yeah, no, they did. They okay, did. okay. But Clowney, I mean, coming from the Browns a couple of years, like he's more of a – fuck Jadavion Clowney, actually, <laughs> more I think about it. But uh, he's he's more of like a run defender. Right. No, no, I don't disagree he with – He was pitching about – like he – I don't know if you were plugged into this as I was being a Browns fan, but he was like – he was bitching that like, oh, Miles Garrett – the team always put Miles Garrett on the weakest player. He could so he could have all the numbers, and I had to always take like the, the tougher the tougher tackle. Like, dude, first of all, no shit, they're gonna put their best player <laughs> at the right. advantage the they're fuck? gonna have. Like, obviously, secondly, Miles Garrett was the most double teamed player in the NFL. It's a line, so. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you uh, he'll be a boost to their run. He'll be a boost to their run defense. So. Yeah, it seems gonna be good, man. You touched on Todd Monken coming from um from Georgia, was with the Browns before that. More of a uh, a spread offense kind of guy. He likes to to go three wide, single back out of shotgun. He likes to sling the thing, so or sling the rock. So I think Lamar, if he can stay healthy, is poised to have have a pretty pretty special year um i'm probably giving away these, i think my future talk with with gas in this team up no i think i think um their corners are are an issue with marlon humphrey hurt yeah and their starting corners right now are brandon stevens rocky sin with <laughs> with uh not great marlon humphrey i don't even know who's gonna start a nickel for them I mean, Kyle Hamilton's a stud at safety. I think that that's a home run pick for them. Marcus Williams but, is, um, is pretty good. Yeah, Marcus Williams is solid, and so their safeties are good. But I worry about their corners, especially in, in the division with um, the Bengals and their fucking receivers. So that's a weak spot. But um, defense is always good. It just is. So I, I don't think it's going to be 
like I think they'll figure it out and I think their offense is going to be really good so I think not to step on the division but I think they might win the division and I have the over fair let you want you want to do your brownies you want to do your do you want to you want to get the uh, the battle talk out of the way let's give uh I know the big boys have been waiting long enough shout (laughs) out to Jake shout out to Tyler I know you guys are listening at home you guys have been waiting for this moment, and you're probably going to text us after with all the things you disagree with and how Which we're all idiots. Right. So, um, Let's do I it. I just want to say that we appreciate you guys. We really do. And uh, we love all our fans. So. Yeah, majority majority of the people that listen are Bengals fans. So um, I'm sure regardless of what we say right now, it's gonna, we're going to hear some type, of, uh, some type of feedback. But any feedback is good feedback. It means you guys are listening. So we love I think them. they missed the we playoffs. I mean, nah, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. Win total set at 11.5, tied for the most um, in the NFL with the Chiefs and the Eagles. That's at plus money, plus 118. Um, they have the 12th hardest schedule. I mean, they absolutely have a first-place schedule. Um, yeah, man, Bengals are fucking good. Bengals, I think they're the best team in the in this division on paper. Um, I'm not going to give away if I think they're going to win the division or not, but they absolutely have a chance year in and year out to win. Um, their schedule to start the year is pretty favorable. I mean, you get the, the division rivals, Cleveland and Baltimore to start, but then you go Rams, Tennessee, Cardinals, and uh, Seattle before you hit Buffalo or uh, San Fran and Buffalo. So I could I could easily see this team starting out um, two three four five six you know four and two five and one going into San Francisco. Um, you touched on it a little bit with uh, the receiving core. They have the best receiving core in the NFL, and I and I don't think it's really really close. They have the best one two punch in football, and uh, I think an underrated move for them was bringing in Irv Smith from. Minnesota. I don't think he is, you know, dynamic or yeah. like anything crazy, but he is one of the more explosive and more athletic tight ends they've had. I think he's a he's a more athletic Hayden Hurst. Their play style is pretty similar, but I like this team a lot, man. They're they're really fucking good, and they they were able to keep both their coordinators, which I th- which I think is huge. Like Lou Amaruno. And um, what's his name? Uh, Brian Callahan, offensive coordinator. They're both getting head coaching uh, interviews. And I'm pretty sure they were, they thought they were going to lose Anarumo. I think it was with Indy. But um, yeah, I man. don't know why. Um, and obviously, selfishly, like I want want this to happen, but I, I don't get why Lou Anarumo hasn't gotten a head coaching job. Yeah, I don't I saw a that. I saw a, uh, a graphic earlier. I think it was either today or yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is great for the pod. I'm mean, let me use it. Like, uh, the Bengals were, it, it was like, it's hard to explain this graphic. It's basically like, what, like, how many percent of plays is your defense out of position? And how many percent of plays does your offense, the defense out of position? Does that make sense? No, I, I, I follow. Like, basically, yeah. It's basically like, how well are you coached defensively? Yeah. Like, do you make like any mistakes? The Bengals were clear cut number one in terms of like they're always in the right spot on defense. Um, I'll see if we can tweet tweet that tweet that out later. But that just stood out to me, and that that 
it's kind of like what my eyeballs tell me when I'm watching the game, man. Like, they, I trust their defense so much. They lost, uh, obviously, the two safeties, Von Bell and um, Jesse Bates. Uh, you know, two guys they drafted last year, Cam, Cameron Taylor-Britt and Dax Hill. Um, Dax Hill's going to be the corner. Dax Hill's him, then, dude. Uh, Dax Hill's good. Yeah, Dax Hill. I think he's got a lot of potential. He's going to step in at safety. Um, looks like they're going to be starting Jordan Battle, the safety that drafted Alabama in the second round or third round maybe this year. He's going to slide into the safety position. So their secondary is it's definitely young and definitely going to have a couple uh, growing pains. But... I mean, they're in a better situation than, than they could ask for with, with that coach um, coaching them up. So I, I trust their defense. I don't really care who's playing on that side of the ball. I trust I trust their defense as long as Luan and Rumo is around, really. Yeah, and, and um, I misspoke. It was Brian Callahan who was almost a Colts coach, not Anna Rumo. But I do agree with you that um, it, it was huge for him for them to keep him. I'm surprised he's not a – a head coach somewhere, but yeah, yeah, and um, offense is you know essentially the same except they brought in Brown, who that's huge, man. Could be an upgrade. Yeah, I mean he he's a better right tackle than left tackle, but better than what they had, and that was Jonah Williams who's going to slide over to right tackle. Responsibility off him again. It might be a, a thing where growing pains there but i think by the time they uh, get for the playoff push the line's going to be really really um you know at least above average which is, is saying a lot coming from the last couple of years and they have the two most important positions in football they have a great quarterback and great receivers so they're going to be really good and um you know what the Bengals are at this point said, there's no yeah. How would you say? I said, how how much is this eating at you? All right, like I'm looking at you, and you look like stone stone faced poker face. But I know this shit's Listen, eating at you. Listen, I gotta give credit you. where credits due. I gotta give credit where credits due. Um, you noticed in my analysis, I was making all these qualifiers about how and take a little bit to gel. And who do they play week one? Oh, right, play the fucking brown, <laughs> and they're gonna lose week one. They're going to lose, and they lose by maybe – now I'm, I'm just going to stop there. But they're going to lose week one. All right, old takes exposed me. I don't give a shit. They're going to lose week one. And they're going to lose in the playoffs because Joe Burrow doesn't have any fourth-quarter touchdowns in his playoff career, and he chokes in the playoffs. I mean I – know, I know the big boys are tr- triggered. I mean, I don't know, I don't know, if, cho- I don't know if choke is the, the right word, but, I mean – Hey, look up, look up the numbers. Like your point's not wrong. He doesn't yeah. have. I mean, yeah, he he doesn't. He has he's led one fourth quarter touchdown drive in his playoff career. He doesn't have any fourth quarter touchdowns. Um, he had five drives in the Super Bowl to up up four points against the Rams and did nothing. So, you know, as good as he is in the regular season, I think he's overrated as a playoff quarterback. Are you taking so, him? This might be. This might be. Um, you might be the wrong person to ask this question, but are you taking Josh Allen or Joe Burrow right now? You you start a team tomorrow. One of those two is your quarterback. Who do you take? Definitely Josh Allen. 
And this this kind of goes into my point. Like no like, troll, not trying to poke fun at Bengals fans. No, like no strictly. troll at all. I mean, okay. Josh Allen, if, look at the numbers, man. Josh Allen has been better at almost every statistic in the playoffs than Joe Burrow. But Josh Allen is labeled as a choker that can't get it done when it counts. And Burrow is labeled as some clutch in the playoffs. I'm just saying the numbers don't back up the arguments. So, um, that, and I still think Joe Burrow is a top three or four quarterback in the NFL. He's a great quarterback. But my biggest thing is I don't like people getting credit. Or I don't like people getting undue credit. So Josh Allen is the better quarterback. And he played – people seem to forget too, especially Bengals fans – Josh Allen played the whole second half of the year with like torn ligaments in his. So that's kind of just that's kind of just been forgotten, and yeah, and I get it. Like the Bengals beat the Bills in the playoffs, but you know that's going to be everybody's. That's going to be you know that's going to be everybody's argument, and that's that's one thing that pisses me off. So I I. I'm not a Bengals fan. I'm not a Bengals hater. Okay, I th- th- that kind of gets mis kind of gets misinterpreted when I talk about the Bengals because if I say something bad, quote, I get called a hater. But if I, you know, say Joe Burrow or whoever it is did well, I get called a gaslighter. And it's like I'm not a Bengals fan, but I, <laughs> I I'm not a Bengals fan and I'm not a Bengals hater. I I really enjoy watching them play. Joe Burrow is one of my one of the, my favorite quarterbacks to watch in the league. Like, I really like this Bengals team, but like, you're right. I mean, the the this Allen Burrow debate is closer than what definitely what Bengals fans think, but def- is closer than what the football world tends to think. Like, I you can yeah. Have, I mean, look at the look at the team around them too. Like, they're eerily similar. Bengals got a better receiving yeah. core, but they're eerily similar. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, the Bengals have a better receiving core. They have a better running game, I would say, and I think um, obviously they have a better defensive coordinator. So Josh Allen kind of has one go-to weapon, and I think, and then uh, Joe Burrow has what three or four mixing. So I don't know, man. I don't want to get labeled as as a Bengals hater or Joe Burrow hater. I just can't. It's their fans. That's what it really gets to me. Yeah, and that and, and I, I want all the hate. I want all the smoke. I'm just telling you right now. Fucking text me. Fucking tweet me. Fucking show up. Like you know where I live. <laughs> um, Pull up. Yeah, I, bang- I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ducking any smoke. Yeah, man. I just since Burrow got there and how much you know, kind of instant success that he's he and that organization have had. Um, Bengals fans have kind of gotten really obnoxious. Um, again, I have nothing against the Bengals. If you want to bring smoke to, to, to me, I mean, you can. You do every the, – the people that do know who they are. Like, I get it every fucking day. It, it's not going to change anything. But I just – Bengals fans are kind of obnoxious. I think they got spoiled right away with that uh, early Super Bowl run. Um, so it's kind of burrow or bust or really Super Bowl or bust at this point, which I think is bad for Bengals fans because there is there is a world where – they don't win a division or you know they get bounced in the first like that that's a real reality with how loaded the afc is um 
Yeah, but it's not it's not like even on their radar. And that's the thing that That's what I'm saying. It's like, like the irrational Yeah, it's like the irrational confidence where like just bring up like hey, there's a lot of good AFC teams, man. Like Yeah. Like it's gonna be tough to, you know, make it back that's what I was telling Josh, like it's gonna be tough to make it back to the Super Bowl. It's like why why wouldn't we make it back to the Super Bowl? Like we got better. It's like that's not really how the NFL works. Um and yeah, so like I said a bunch of nice things and I'll and I'll end with saying nice things. But, you know, obviously the, the mean things I said is going to be what's taken away from this. And you kind of led me into that, too. Blame you half, half <laughs> for that. Um, but, dude, they're, I mean, they're going to be really good. Yeah, they're good, man. They're and good, yeah. Like, like I said, their defense is, is going to be awesome. It's going to be top 10. It's top 10 every year. Burrow's going to have 35 touchdowns. Jamar Chase is a fucking stud. T. Higgins is a fucking stud. They gotta and, pay him, uh, man. They missed the they missed the nine five day. I know Bengals fans were. I know. We're getting hyped I about know. the nine five day. Hear one more time about oh, it's nine five. They're gonna get. They're gonna lock up Joe and T. Like, where's the contract? <laughs> We're still waiting. Because I don't see him. Yeah, man. So. They'll, they'll be good. They'll be good. I mean, you talked about Orlando Brown. Um, bring he'll play left tackle for them, stealing him from Kansas City. But I mean, Joe Burrow's been sacked one hundred twenty four times since he entered the league, and that's. Second in the NFL, only behind Russ. Um, he's going to get hit. Do you think we're going to lose? Like, do you think we're going to lose like half our audience? No, I think this is good. This. I think this is good because we're Bengals fans. Bengals fans need to hear the truth from. I get. I mean, I'm not going to label you as a Bengals hater, but you kind of are a Bengals hater. But it's it's <laughs> Bengals fans. I'm a Bengals. I'm a Bengals fans hater. I'm a Bengal Bengal fan. Bengals fans need to hear the truth. The team, I hate the fan base. Bengals fans need to hear the truth. And if you know me, I'm going to tell you the truth about, especially the Bengals, but any team in the NFL. Like, that's, if you don't like the fucking the truth, truth, then is, you, like, it is what it is. Yeah, and the truth is, like, fucking great team, set up to be a really good team for a long time, and, like, they're... I have them going under. I think they win 11 games. I could see them winning 10 games. See them in 11. They're going to make the playoffs. I think there's going to be three teams around the 10-11 win mark here. Yeah, we kind of got and, sidetracked um, from that, the win total. Um, yeah. Oh, but I think the – like the playoffs, I trust the, the Bengals to – the Bengals more than anyone in this division to make a run in the playoffs. Been really seeing it with Lamar. Browns are a big question mark. The Steelers haven't uh, made the AFC Championship game in like I don't know, ten years maybe. Yeah. So, um, let's move on. Let, I mean, let's. You're on the over, or I'm sorry, you're on the under. Um, I think they win twelve games this year. I think they they replicate. Actually, you know what, dude? I kind of was on the I was on the over in all honesty, but I'm looking at this schedule. I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the other. I agree with you. I, I see them winning eleven games. I think they go eleven and five this year and still compete to win the division. But I like them to go under that eleven and a half. Um, Wuzier will be back, or at least it's looking like he'll be back for the Browns game. But um, yeah. I mean, this Bengals team's fucking good. We just spent almost a half hour fucking talking about this team i never thought that we'd we actually gotta give do the people that. what 
we gotta give the people what they want and we give them <laughs> mostly we give them like 85 percent praise 15 percent criticism and we're gonna get we're gonna hear about it so like i said bring the smoke fair that, that's all right let's uh let's wrap things up with um your brownies when total set at nine and a half that's also plus money on the over plus 108 um kind of middle of the pack 14th um hardest schedule in the nfl this year full first full season with deshaun watson um think what you will um as you know think of him as you will as a player off the field but on the field he he's a pretty damn good quarterback um he's got he's got a lot of weapons on offense not a lot but i think he's got enough weapons on offense to be pretty solid and um go ahead the floor is yours trent why will the Browns win more than nine and a half games? They have the talent to win a lot more than nine and a half games. And, you know, everybody, the, the old Browns joke is that, you know, that that's what we say every year. And I get it. And at this point, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be surprised if they don't hit the over. I could easily see them going under. I think this team has a, a wide range of outcomes. And I think it's based on based on Deshaun Watson and if he's going to return to form, which I think he he's going to be a lot better than he was last year. Um, I think the Browns are going to a lot of empty set formations for him. Kind of just... Basically, I think last year they tried to integrate Deshaun into their into Kevin Stefanski's offense and whether it was rust or just him not being familiar with the system or not comfortable in the system um, obviously the the results were bad so I think they're gonna make it look like a lot like uh, and Houston Deshaun I think it's gonna help him a lot I think this team is Loaded, um, loaded on defense for sure, and their offense. About the receiver depth a little bit, but I think Elijah Moore could be in for a big year. Stays healthy. You know what Amari Cooper can do. What DPJ uh, can can do. He's a really solid player. He's one of the more underrated players um, in the league, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good. He's kind of like a. That reminds me of like a discount George Pickens a little bit. Yeah. So he he's he's talented, and I think their offense is going to be good. And I worry about I worry about their a little bit about their offensive line. Their offensive line always gets a lot of praise, and I think could be not. I think it's going to be good, but I don't think it's going to be great, which concerns me a little bit. And Deshaun does take a lot of sacks, so that's my only concern on the offensive side of the ball. Because I think they have the weapons, and I think Deshaun's going to turn, return to form, and they're going to look like a top ten offense. I'm really high on this defense, man. Their defense. And I, go ahead and interject because I've been talking a while, but go ahead. No, you're fine. That's. I mean, I agree with the offense. They have the opportunity to be really good, but that's. I wanted to focus on this defense, man, because they're fucking nasty. I think this is the year, or not the year, but I think Miles Garrett is on pace to win defensive player of the year. I could see it happening this year. I mean, Dalvin Tomlinson, Zendarius Smith, bringing them in. 
Anthony Walker is a dog. I mean, you know, we know how good the secondary is. Denzel Ward, Grant Delpit, Greg Newsom Jr., or as you go about it, Greg Newsom the second, but. Yeah, the second. The second. I mean, this defense is gross, dude. Dude, it, it is. And back to uh, that that chart I saw where the, the Bengals had the, the least mistakes. On defense, the Browns had the most by far. Yeah. <laughs> um, which checks out if you like I said if the eyeball test for the Bengals it checked out and the eyeball test for the Browns it checked out because sure. they blew so many coverages last year and it was so so frustrating to watch they lost so many games just on like pure stupidity what they're doing in the secondary and um, that's their biggest upgrade in my opinion is Joe Woods and I believe he's on your Saints now by the way. He is. Joe Woods is with the Saints, yep. Yeah, although Dennis Allen's probably going to be man in that defense. So the, the the farther away you can get that man from play calling, it's the better. Who? But, Joe um, Woods or Dennis Allen? Joe, Joe Woods. Dennis oh, okay. Allen's a really good defensive Yeah, line. I was going to say. Joe Woods, Joe Woods is horrible. But, um, but Jim Schwartz is going to – I think that's the biggest upgrade to this team. If, if, even if he's just competent, like he doesn't even have to be the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. Like even if he's just competent, it's going to be such an upgrade in Joe Woods. They're going to run. Um, they're not going to blitz a lot. They're going to run um, four three. They're going to get after the passer with their defensive line, which is revamped, and it's going to be cause a lot of problems this year. Play a lot of man in the secondary, and I think their defense is going to probably be top seven in the NFL. I mean, they have the talent to do so. So I'm really high on this defense. And I feel really good about week one. I know I keep talking about week one. It's not a preview show, but I think we're catching them at a good time, the Bengals. And, oh, man, I, I'm, I just think this defense is going to be so up, such an upgrade from last year. So I expect the Browns to – I expect them to, to win more than nine and a half games. Probably, I probably think they win 11. Really? 11 wins? I do, man. I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, 11 wins put them puts them at 11-5 and five and will be near the top of of the North. I think... Like, 11-5 like and said, five in that division is really fucking good. 11-6. Or 11-6, and six, I'm sorry, yes. I think the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens are all all around 11 wins. And I think the Steelers are probably around 8, like I said. So it's going to be really fun to watch. And like I said, I mean, this division is going to be so competitive. And every game is going to be a dogfight. Yeah, I mean. But the Browns do have, you know, they, they, have, a, they have a couple games that are, that are pretty winnable on their schedule. Yeah, I think they can hang with anybody else. So yeah, Rams, Denver, uh, Houston, Chicago, Jackson. I mean, Jacksonville's good, better, better now than they've Cardinals. been. Cardinals. Yeah, you're. Right. I mean, I mean, I see it more than I did five minutes ago. But um, I have them under nine and a half wins. I see them winning eight to nine games this year. Um, that division is just crazy. I just. I think I don't. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I do. 
think as a player, Deshaun Watson's pretty good, and I do think he, with a full season, can um, can be pretty special. Um, but just in that division, man, eleven wins or I'm sorry, ten wins is is pretty tough to do. Um, seven, I know they were seven and ten last year, but I see them being kind of what Pittsburgh was last year, nine and eight, eight and nine, right around there. Yeah, like I said, there's not really a win total surprise me for the Browns. Their outcome yeah. is so wide. <laughs> if you told me they went five and twelve, I'd be like, yeah, probably. <laughs> if you told me they went twelve and five, I'd be like, sure, like I could see it. Right. So I mean, they won eleven games with with uh, Baker the other day, uh, the other year. So I don't know, man. I uh, I have like this like sort of anxiety towards the season because it's just going to be. This is like a really, really big year for the Browns. If they if they're bad this year, they're going to look completely different. Um, and that's why they cut their kicker, Cade York. Rest in peace. I mean, he didn't uh, die, but LSU legend. Yeah, he might as might as he's dead to me. <laughs> he's a goat, dude. I doing? hate, dude. I hate kickers. I hate kickers. I know we 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 are not doing the hottest take. Uh, hot, hot take segment. Maybe we'll we'll integrate that during the season. But I think they should just ban kickers from the NFL. And I'm not I'm not here to eliminate jobs. Like that's not what I'm about. You know I don't want to raise unemployment. But <laughs> kicker lives matter. No, they don't. I hate them. I love kickers, dude. Kickers make the NFL like or kickers, kickers make football you're, fun. You're an Ohio State fan. You're an Ohio State fan. How can you like kickers? I mean, I think they make football fun. How are you about to put me on the fucking spot like that? And I thought we just had a really good episode, <laughs> and you're just about to fucking bring me down like that. I'm sorry. Now dude. I'm about to go I to bed and have to dream about that game. Fuck you. <laughs> Literally, fuck you. You know what? No, we're I'm wrapping. Sorry, the, we're wrapping this up, man. Fucking. These previews are done. Took a while, but they're done. Appreciate you guys for uh, sticking with us. AFC North, baby. Best division in football. Week one, college football was fucking awesome. We'll be back later this week with a uh, week two college football and week one NFL preview, man. Football is back. Big Boy League is back on Thursday. Who goes to Kansas City? Kansas City and the Lions. Dan Campbell and the boys. The Lions. And I just want to say really quick, um, I don't know if you guys saw the news today with Travis Kelsey. Yes, yes. Yeah, he got hurt in uh, practice, um, which is odd because, just a quick backstory. I drafted Travis Kelsey in both my fantasy leagues this year. Never ha- I've never had him in fantasy. And I'm like, I'm just going all in on the guy. Like he's a fucking stud. He goes he goes off every time I play against him in, in every fucking fantasy matchup. He scores like three touchdowns minimum. I'm gonna take him. Like the dude's a stud. He's never hurt, never been hurt once in his NFL career. He's never missed a game to injury, not once. And this fucker wants to get hurt two days before the season starts. He'll be fine. X back. Sounds like X rays came back negative. He's good. He'll be all right. Dead. Yeah, but he's probably out week one. He was gonna tear up that secondary, so. I probably got two L's coming my way. Yeah, that's tough. But, uh, yeah, it pisses me off. But, yeah, man, preview, uh, NFL college football preview shoot coming up uh, later this week. Stay tuned for that.
Tweet at us, man. All you AFC North, all you Bengals guys. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. Uh, Trent wants to smoke. I don't necessarily want all the smoke, but uh, but I'm willing to talk about it with you. All right, boys. Until the next one, we'll see you later. Peace.